0: Hey what's going on everybody Uh, on today's episode of the franchise football is back you know college football week one just wrapped up this past weekend and the NFL starts on Thursday night uh, September 8th is the first game of the NFL season so what better time than one to review uh, recap all of the college football not all but most of the college football games from week one go over the, uh, the the upsets, the games, who stood out, give my, uh, my top 10 college football teams heading into week two of the college football season. And also, you know, what better time than to pick every single game uh, heading into NFL week one, and then also give my standings predictions for the entire NFL 2022 season. Going through every division, every team, ranking them from worst to first in that division, as well as who I think is going to make the the NFL playoffs for this season. We're also going to go over you know some other things in baseball. Uh, the main the main ones being the Atlanta Braves have just tied up the New York Mets for the lead in the National League East. You know September baseball is the most exciting time of the year for teams uh, in these playoff races, and then. Aaron Judge versus Shohei Ohtani for the American League MVP is a race that uh, for for a majority of the season you would say Aaron Judge could be is the unanimous MVP but uh, things are starting to heat up Shohei Ohtani is heating up not only at the plate but still consistently dominating on the mound so I'll give my thoughts on who I think the MVP is uh, the answer may surprise you and then finally uh, Donovan Mitchell got traded to the Cavaliers and I guess that's where we'll lead off today's episode you know a lot of this episode's about football so you know it probably makes sense to kick things off with Donovan Mitchell getting traded to the Cavaliers but before we get into that just want to let you guys know that the franchise you know however you're listening or if you're watching and if you didn't know this this podcast is available on YouTube Spotify iTunes we have an Instagram page i'll put the text for it on the screen if you're watching Uh, it's going to be in the description of the podcast episode because i don't remember what the instagram handle is Uh, you can also go follow my personal instagram right here Uh, and it's also in the transcript of the episode for you watching the podcast uh anyways though donovan mitchell got traded to the cleveland cavaliers earlier this week uh this was shocking news to be honest uh it was expected that donovan mitchell was going to be traded at some point in this offseason once the Utah Jazz traded Rudy Gobert away to the Timberwolves for multiple first-round picks. I'm talking four first-round picks, uh, a guy who just got drafted, so like five first-round picks, I guess you could say, and then a, a few role players as well. Uh, it was clear, though, that Utah was looking for the future and looking in a different direction, and it really didn't make sense for them to keep a guy like Donovan Mitchell when it's pretty obvious what they're doing and they're trying to tank and, and, and gain as much nba uh draft picks as they can kind of like the oklahoma city thunder and a lot of these teams uh right now i guess you could say the teams that are tanking are like the thunder and the spurs and the jazz um i feel like you could put the magic you could put the pistons but those teams aren't really like you can't going into the season doesn't look like they're tanking but for the spurs and for for the Jazz and um, the Thunder, they're they're clearly tanking for this foreign guy Victor Wabinyama. I, I could, I'll go in depth to him in another episode uh, in the future. But uh, you know, it was it was clear that Utah was going to end up trading Donovan Mitchell. He didn't fit the timeline. He apparently requested a trade, but it never really became public. So it was inevitable for him to get traded. And the one team that seemed like was going to get Donovan Mitchell. The only team that was in the news for Donovan Mitchell was the New York Knicks. You know, they had guys like R.J. Barrett and Obi Toppin and Julius Randle, uh, Evan Fournier, and they have multiple first-round picks that they could have traded away uh, to Utah in order to acquire Donovan Mitchell. But ultimately, out of left field, it appears to me, I mean, I was not expecting this team at all, the Cleveland Cavaliers come in and swoop Donovan Mitchell away from the Knicks and from any other team, you know, that was thinking of Donovan Mitchell. Uh, he, when you look at this Cavs roster, you know, they finished 44 and 38 last season. Uh, they were the ninth seed in the Eastern Conference. That was good enough to become a play, uh, to be a play in team last season. And, um. I mean, you look at their roster. They had a guy in in Darius Garland who put up 21 points. was an uh, He was an All Star last season, and uh, I mean, he is just a really fantastic young player. And they also have guys like Jared Allen, a center who they got from the Nets in base for, for literally nothing. They just got him because James Harden wanted to get it traded, wanted to get traded for the Nets, right? And then I got Evan Mobley, the third overall pick in the 2021 NBA draft out of USC. This guy's a stud. He's going to be a future all-star, right? And you look at you look at those three guys, 21 points put up last season for Garland, 16 for Allen, and 15 for Mobley. Donovan Mitchell put up 25 last year. So you're adding that kind of production offensively. And the guys you sent away were Lowry Marketing and Colin Sexton and three first-round picks, right? Colin Sexton put up, you know, good numbers last season, but he was injured for majority of the year. He tore his ACL, I believe, was out for pretty much the entire season. So you're trading away one guy in Lowry Markkinen, who was really on your roster last season, and uh, Lowry Markkinen's uh, a role player at this point. He was a bench, a bench guy for the Cavaliers last year. And Colin Sexton didn't even play meaningful minutes for you guys. So you just traded away players that never really played for your organization last season, and you're acquiring an all-star player, a superstar player, in Donovan Mitchell. I think this puts the Cavs very uh, in a very, very good spot heading into this season. You know, they finished as the ninth seed in the conference last year. And if we just take a look, you know, at the standings from last season, you know, the Heat, Celtics, Bucks. Sixers, I feel those teams are all better than the Cavaliers. I'd, I'd also put the Brooklyn Nets in that category. Um, then you, you you get teams like the Raptors and, and the Bulls and the Hawks. And those are the three teams uh, that I feel you know they are at similar strength, at, at, on a similar level to uh, if not better than those teams. It's going to be really interesting to see. I, I, I love the move for the Cavaliers. You know, They didn't really trade away any valuable, meaningful pieces to their roster. I mean, another point about Colin Sexton, the Cavs didn't even really want to re-sign him. He was a restricted free agent. They didn't want to pay him. And then they traded him for Donovan Mitchell, a guy who they clearly want. I mean, why would you not want him? He's already under contract for four more seasons. Um, so, you know, I think this puts the Cavs in a position. They were the ninth seed last year into play-in. I think this next season they're going to be a top six seed. Um, I'd put them between that sixth and third seed range. You know, there's always the team uh, in the regular season that that's not really a true contender, but ends up making like a top four seed in the in the in the conference. I feel like the Cavs. You know, they could finish three. They could finish four, five, and six. You know, are also realistic possibilities. I think this Cavaliers team. You know. If, if I was to pick how far I think they're gonna go in the playoffs though I think you could see this team I'm being honest this team could make a conference finals I'm not saying that they're that good but I'm saying that they're good enough to make it to that point because there's always those teams you know every once in a while to just make it to the conference finals that you never thought it would have made it you know the Portland Trailblazers a few seasons ago um, you had the uh, Dallas Mavericks, you had the Atlanta Hawks a few seasons ago when they played the Bucks. Um, you know, I think the Cavs can realistically make it to the conference finals, best case scenario. Uh, but I think, you know, between the first round and second round, that's where they'll lie. But I would not be surprised if they made the Eastern Conference finals next season. But I think that's about as far as they'll get currently with Donovan Mitchell. I think in the future they can get much, much further with the development of Evan Mobley is going to be a superstar in this league and Darius Garland who's a very very good player is already locked up on a long-term extent uh, a long-term contract. So yeah, I mean Donovan Mitchell trade to the Jazz is definitely a positive move for them. I'm trying to figure out which direction we want to go next here. I mean, we can go I think we'll finish the episode off with the with the football stuff. So next up here the AL MVP race is uh, in, is very hot right now. For a majority of the season, Aaron Judge has been the guy that you can say is in first place for that award. But, you know, Shohei Otani has been heating up as of recently, at least at the plate. I mean, he's been phenomenal all season long on the mound and at the plate. But recently, he has just gone full locked in freak unicorn mode. I mean, he is playing out of his mind right now, and that has really brought up the conversation around uh, sports media on on Twitter, on ESPN, uh, on MLB Network. Who will be the AL MVP? Who should be the AL MVP? So this is a you know this is a very interesting question. If we look at these guys' stats, and I know, all right, if I Otani is a hitter and a pitcher, so. Obviously, he has these insane stats at both, so I could say, well, he pitches, and Judge doesn't, so MVP. That was the argument last year for uh, Otani versus Vladimir Guerrero Jr. But Aaron Judge is putting up such a good offensive season that I feel like it doesn't matter if he doesn't pitch. Shohei Otani's stats, though, for this season, offensively he is hitting 270 with 32 home runs, 85. Runs batted ends with a 360 on base, 537 slugging, 898 OPS, a 151 OPS plus, and an 8.1 wins above replacement. That's just at the plate. On the mound, Shohei is 11-8 with a 2.58 ERA, 181 strikeouts, and 136 innings pitched. He also leads MLB in Ks per 9 at 12 strikeouts per 9 innings. What a phenomenal season! I, I think those are definitely MVP numbers. I would, if I had a MVP vote, I would definitely vote him at least in the top three. Uh, top two, I feel like, I feel like three is too low. Top two, Otani will finish top two in MVP just based on his off- offensive statistics uh, and even his pitching statistics. Those are both of those are a phenomenal season. You've never seen a guy. Be that dominant on the mound and that insane at the plate. Babe Ruth didn't do that. Didn't, didn't do it at the level that Shohei's doing it at least. But Aaron Judge, you look at his numbers, I mean, these are just crazy. He's hitting 302, with 54 home runs, 117 RBIs, a 403 on base percentage, 682 slugging, 1.085 OPS, with a 204 OPS plus. 8.4 war I mean I'm just in I these numbers are insane you know a 403 on base percentage with a 682 slugging a 1.085 OPS 204 OPS plus is insane Aaron Judge leads all of baseball in the following categories runs sc- run scored home runs RBIs walks on base percentage slugging OPS OPS plus and total bases um i think aaron judge is the mvp you know i'm an angels fan and i love shohei otani and any other season he's the mvp but there's a real chance that aaron judge hits 60 uh he breaks the american league home run record held by roger mares and i think even if he doesn't do that he's leading baseball in so many offensive categories I mean this is just an insane season. He's had no one else in baseball has 40 is is close to him in home runs. He's hitting the ball above 300. So he's not just hitting home runs and striking out all the time. He's walking a lot. He's he's driving in runs, he's getting on base. I mean Aaron Judge is the MVP. You know, this is just an, an insane offensive season. If he hits 60, he's the MVP. If he hits 55, he's the MVP. Sherry Ohtani, once again, is having an incredible season any other year. He's the MVP. You know, if Aaron Judge didn't exist and it's Ohtani, and, I mean, who else is having an insane season in the American League? Mike Trout, but he hasn't played enough games. Um, Aaron Judge is the MVP. There's not a, a, a whole lot more to say than that. I mean, he's just having an incredible season. He is so so good at baseball. I was writing down these numbers on the paper here, and I was laughing writing them down because I was writing down Shohei's first. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, 537 slugging, 898 OPS. Wow, these are really good. Wow, 12 strikeouts per night. That leads baseball. And then you write down Aaron Judge's numbers, and he leads baseball in, like, 25 categories. So Aaron Judge is going to be your American League MVP. At least that's what I would. That's who I think should get it. You know, tough to root against Shohei and say Shohei doesn't deserve an MVP award, but uh, Aaron Judge is playing out of his mind this season. All right. Finally, in baseball, the Atlanta Braves are even has have even up the uh, the National League East with the New York Mets. The Mets have held the division lead since like April. Um, and now the Braves, the Braves have come for them. This is going to be a very, very interesting race to see um, for the rest of the season. These two teams are both 85 and 51. The the Braves are on a 16 winning streak. The Mets have just dropped their last three. This is going to be really fun. I hope these two teams match up in the postseason. I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, but I really hope these two teams play each other in the postseason. Because, I mean, this is just going to be such a fun series. It's been so fun in the regular season to watch these two teams play. And these rosters are incredible. I mean, these pitching rotations between, you know, Max Scherzer, Jacob deGrom, Chris Bassett, and Tywin Walker, Carlos Carrasco for the Mets, you know, that rotation is insane. It's going to be crazy during the postseason. And then you go down to Atlanta, and they got a rookie, Spencer Strider. just had a 16 strikeout performance a few a few starts ago for him got max freed you know mike soroka could be coming back this season a guy in Jake quarter rizzi who they acquired kyle wright who has like who's gonna win 20 games as a pitcher uh quietly having a very good season you know so these pitching rotations they're very very good i would personally like in a postseason i would definitely choose uh, the mets pitching staff because Max Scherzer's done it. Jacob Degrom's the best pitcher in the game. Um, Chris Bassett's a very, very good player. Um, and then, I mean, the rest of these teams are just in, in, incredible. Pete Alonso, insane season. Francisco Lindor is playing amazing. Uh, Mark Canna, Starling Marte. Um, Daniel Vogelbach, man, for the Mets. And then you look, at, you look at the Braves. Ronald Acuna, not even playing his best baseball. But he can. Ronald Acuna is like a top ten player in the game uh, at his best. And he's not even playing his best. So you think, like, in the postseason, he could just flip a switch and become Ronald Acuna from 2019 or from 2021? So that's scary. Matt Olson, insane. Uh, Austin Riley. Oh my god, how did I forget about this guy? Austin Riley's um, bro. If, if Paul Goldschmidt wasn't hitting. The crap out of every single baseball he sees, Austin Riley would win National League MVP. I mean, pulling up his stats real quick, bro's hitting 287 with 35 bombs, 45 walks, 88 RBI, 36 doubles on the season. Austin Riley is playing insane. They signed him to an extension. They also have rookie outfielder Michael Harris, who they signed to an extension, and that kid's insane too. I mean, the Braves' long-term future is going to be crazy. They're going to be such a good team for many years to come. Wow. I mean, Austin Riley praises real. Austin Riley should be— I mean, Paul Goldsmith's having such a good season, so I cannot say that he does not deserve MVP, you know, when you're hitting three freaking 28 in September with 34 bombs and 107 RBIs. Wow. I mean— Let's just appreciate these two players real quick. Paul Goldschmidt, bro, is about to win his, I think it's his second MVP award. He won one in Arizona. About to win one here in St. Louis. And then Austin Riley's just insane. Um, the Braves also have, you know, Dansby Swanson. So, you know, going back to this, this divisional race between the Braves and the Mets here, it's going to be uh, very, very fun to watch. I hope these two teams match up in the postseason. You know that's really like the the big divisional race happening right now, uh, in, in baseball at least for the division. I mean, the the AL East. There's potential there. The Yankees are not playing good baseball. You know the Bra- uh, the Rays are right behind them. Blue Jays are there, and the Orioles. Dude, I want the Orioles to make the postseason. All right, that is a team that is just so fun, so such a cool. You know. Underdog story they were supposed to be so bad this year and and they're 72 and 64. They weren't supposed to win 60 games There's three and a half back of a wild card You know, I hope they make the playoffs But yeah, I mean the Mets and Braves really the only race going on in baseball the rest of it's kind of really just locked up You know, Dodgers are the best team ever. They're probably gonna win 116 plus games, which is an all-time record Um. But, yeah, that's going to you know wrap it up for, for some baseball, quick little baseball news. Um, not a whole lot. You know, I mean, there's a lot going on right now, but, you know, not some big headlines. Um, but we're the meat of this podcast, the headlines of this show, the headlines of the next few months of my life. Football is back, man. Football is back starting it off with college football week one was just this past weekend and man it was good it was great um quick headlines i mean we're gonna dive into it here we got a pretty good amount of notes um just gonna talk about the team the top 25 you know i'm not gonna talk about some random um, fcs school or some two non-ranked schools because i don't care um I really only care about the top twenty-five. So, you know, just running through the yeah, the weekend. Number one, Alabama beat Utah State fifty-five to zero. Quarterback Bryce Young, reigning Heisman Trophy winner, went eighteen of twenty-eight with one hundred ninety-five yards and five touchdowns. What a what a way to start off the season for Alabama and Bryce Young. Number two, Ohio State holds on against number five notre dame this was the game you know when i was looking on friday night when i realized that college football was back and i was sitting in my room i was sitting in here this is my room. i was sitting in here on friday night scrolling through my phone and i was like oh damn college football starts tomorrow bro who's playing and this game right here was the game that i was like hell yeah bro two top five teams playing each other in week one that's insane. Ohio State beats Notre Dame twenty-one to ten. CJ Stroud puts up two hundred and twenty-three yards and two touchdowns. This was the other game that I had circled as a going to be a great game, um, and it it didn't really live up to that. Uh, number three Georgia took on number eleven Oregon, and you know Georgia took care of business. They won forty-nine to three. Stetson Bennett, you know, had three hundred sixty-eight yards with two touchdowns. And this was a guy I highlighted, Kenny McIntosh, with nine receptions, 117 yards, and the Oregon debut for, for quarterback Bo Nix after he transferred from a few seasons at Auburn. He threw two interceptions. One of them wasn't on, wasn't his fault; it was the receivers. But you know that other one was definitely on him. I had a lot of a lot of expectations going into this game. I was really excited. I thought Oregon was going to perform. You know, Bo Nix has had some highlights in the past, uh, especially as a freshman. Um, but Georgia is Georgia Georgia. You know, some people were saying there's going to saying there's going to be a national championship hangover. Um, but uh, Georgia Georgia did what Georgia does, and they won forty nine to three. Number six Texas A and M beat Sam Houston thirty one to zero. Uh, this was probably the biggest, one of the bigger games of the weekend right here. Unranked Florida, the Florida Gators. Beat number seven, Utah, 29-26. to 26. And this quarterback for Florida, Anthony Richardson. Oh, excuse me, this guy is a baller. This guy, you know, if he's going to keep up this production... Um, he is going to be a first-round quarterback, possibly a top-10 pick in the 2023 NFL draft. This guy threw for 168 yards. He didn't throw for any touchdowns. Get three rushing touchdowns. This guy's, you know, breaking him down. Um, he's a very mobile quarterback, but he's not. He doesn't just like snap the ball and immediately run out of the pocket. He At least goes through his reads. You know, boom, boom. Uh, all right I'm gonna run because my receivers are not open Um, but this guy you know has the ability to throw the football he's not just a run first quarterback he is a I'm gonna pass the ball because that's my job but if it's not open no one's there I'm gonna I'm gonna take it to the house so this guy's insane Florida just went from being unranked to ranked in the recent week two. Utah you know Lost by three, but you can't be losing to an unranked team when you're the number seven team in the country. Uh, moving on, number eight, Michigan beats Colorado State 51-7 at home. Uh, number nine, Oklahoma beats uh, Utah, University of Texas, El Paso, 45-13. to 13. Number four, Clemson beats Georgia Tech 41-10. to 10. And then uh, my team, USC Trojans, number 14 ranked team in the country, beats Rice, 66-14, and the highlight of the game was, was not Caleb Williams. He played great, but he wasn't the highlight. The highlight was the USC defense, who had three pick sixes in that game. So, after one weekend of college football, it is time to give my uh, my top ten real quick for some reference. The AP poll put out their top 25 today. And their top 10 teams are number one, Alabama, number two, Georgia, three, Ohio State, four, Michigan, five, Clemson, six, Texas A&M, seven, Oklahoma, eight, Notre Dame, nine, Baylor, and ten, USC. My top 10 is Alabama at number one, Georgia at number two. Number three is Ohio State. Clemson at number four. Texas A&M I have at number five. Michigan, I have at six. Oklahoma, seven. Notre Dame, eight. USC, I have at nine. And Baylor, I have at ten. Um, I mean, I would just love to talk about USC because, man, is USC back. USC performed in incredible in week one. Uh, granted, it's against Rice. Rice. Bro, who goes to Rice? When do you ever hear about Rice football in a positive way? I've never heard. Anyways, USC is a legit team. I think they're going to be a legit team this year. They have an actual head coach for the first time in a very, very long time. I mean, since I remember, we've gone through a million head coaches. You know, we had Ed Ogeron, Steve Sarkeesian. You know, those guys are good coaches, but they didn't work. For our program at USC, Lincoln Riley, you know, uh, signed over here, leaving Oklahoma, bringing over his quarterback, Caleb Williams, who is a guy who will probably win a Heisman Trophy at some point in his collegiate career. He's a sophomore only, only a sophomore. So we got this year and next year out of him as USC football fans. And you look at their defense. If you are getting three pick sixes. I mean, this USC defense, they're not going to do that every game. You know, they're not going to get three pick-sixes. They might not even get one every game. But this USC defense is really, really good. They they performed incredible against this, this Rice team. You know, they, they do have some tough matchups later on in the season. You know, playing Utah, playing Notre Dame, end the season. Those are going to be really, really tough games. But I feel like USC is that team. But finally, USC's back. Fight on. Um, looking ahead to college football week two, though, uh, some, some interesting games. Number one, Alabama taking on Texas is Texas back. Uh, Texas is not ranked. However, they did win their first, first game, uh, last week. I guess we'll see. I'm, I'm expecting an Alabama W. I don't think they're going to, they're going to shut out the team again. I think Texas is going to score, um, I think this is where Texas loses, and this is where I don't think – this is why you know, Texas is not back. Texas won't be back ever, or at least until Arch Manning gets there. And then they have to join the SEC, so Texas will never be back. Um, yeah, so let's, that, let's get to the next part of the episode, the last part really of the podcast, and this part's probably going to take a while. We are really a few days away from the start of the NFL season and man. Am I excited? You know, I love baseball. Probably my favorite sport basketball is really fun, too. But bro something about football Football is just insane So we're gonna do a few things right here. We're gonna first I don't know which one we do first we are going to One we're gonna pick every single game Of the week one slate, who I think is going to win? Blah blah blah. Then we're also going to give my NFL standing predictions for every single division of every single team, worst to first. Who's going to make the playoffs? Uh, Yada yada yada. Let's start things off. We'll, We'll do this first. We'll do week one NFL game slate here. Um beginning things on Thursday night football on NBC you've got the Buffalo Bills the team that you'll find out I'm very very high on this season taking on reigning Super Bowl champions Los Angeles Rams at home in Los Angeles Buffalo minus two and a half this is a real real tough game to pick you know, the Bills, added Vaughn Miller from the Rams this offseason. They have a top quarterback in the game of football in um, Josh Allen. They have a top receiver in Stephon Diggs. They also got a guy in Gabe Davis who has, in my opinion, a lot of potential. You ask some other people, um, I ask some of my friends, and they don't, they're do not they not so high on Gabe Davis. Uh, but I think he's going to be solid this year. I'm not saying he's going to be a top 20 receiver. But I think you know he's going to be a solid player. Um, they have Dawson Knox; he's an incredible tight end. You you look you look over on the Rams side of things. You know Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, reigning offensive player of the year, best wide receiver season we've seen in a few years in, in a while. Um, they brought in Allen Robinson from the Bears. Going to be, I think he's going to be incredible this season. You know he's. He's always been a really good receiver, but he's just never had a good quarterback, and now he has a good quarterback, so odds are he's going to be really good again. Um, And in defense, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Ultimately, this is really tough because I honestly don't know who I think is going to win. I'm going to take the Bills to win on the road week one in Los Angeles. You know, I think both these teams are going to be really good. But I think the Bills, I just, I don't know. Going with my gut. All right. Beginning things off, though, on the Sunday. Early morning slate. New Orleans Saints at Falcons. Saints minus five and a half. I'm going to take the Saints. Jameis Winston coming back from injury. Michael Thomas coming back from the first time in like five million years to play football. They they brought in Jarvis Landry. They have a nice young receiver, Chris Olave, from Ohio State. Uh, Alvin Kamara is going to be in the backfield. And on the defensive side, they brought they they have uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Cam Jordan, and Ty, uh, Marshawn. Uh, no, I already said him. Tyron Matthew, sorry, from the Chiefs. You know this team. The Saints are going to be a good team this year. The Falcons are going to suck. They have Marcus Mariota, quarterback. Uh, they don't have Calvin Ridley this season. They do have Kyle Vitz, who's going to be an insane player. He already is an insane player. Uh, he's going to be really good this year. They have Drake London, rookie wide receiver from USC. But ultimately, I'm going to take the Saints in this matchup in Week One. Forty 49ers at Bears, San Francisco minus seven. Give me the Niners. You know, I know it's Trey Lance's uh, first. No, he started the game last season, but it's it's Trey Lance time in San Francisco. Um, you know will he be really good I guess we'll find out but ultimately when you're facing a team like the Bears who have a horrible offensive line uh, besides Darnell Mooney they have no wide receiver weapons Um, and the Bears defense is is not good either so give me the 49ers in that matchup next we got the Pittsburgh Steelers going on the road to take on the the reigning AFC Conference champions Cincinnati Bengals who are favored minus six and a half in this matchup I'm gonna take the Bengals. You know you look at the roster all around. It's just a better football team Um, You know offensively they have Jamar Chase and T Higgins Tyler Boyd Joe Mixon in the backfield with Joe Burrow as well and an improved offensive line and You look over at the Steelers, you know, they got a good defense really nice unit uh, but offensively, a really bad offensive line, uh, and you're going to have Mitch Trubisky starting for you week one, and that's enough to give them a loss. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles heading up to Detroit minus four for the Eagles. I'm going to take them as well. I'm uh, really high on the Eagles this year, as you'll as you'll find out. Uh, Jalen Hurts is going to ball out in this game. You know, first game for AJ Brown as an Eagle, and the Eagles made some additions. Very recently to the team, bringing in Jalen Rager and um, a corner from the Saints. Who I'm forgetting the name of him. And for the Lions, um, some people are really, really high on on them this year because they drafted really well. Um, And, you know, I think they're going to be better than they were last year, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs or anything like that. Um, Eagles are going to take this first, this game, though, uh, in Detroit. This will be a good game. New England Patriots down in South Beach to face the Dolphins. Dolphins are three and a half point uh, favorites right here. I'm going to take the Dolphins. I'm going to do it. You know, the Patriots never really can find a way to win down in Miami. Um, You know, first game for Tyree Kill as a Dolphin. They also have Jalen Waddell and Chase Edmonds in the backfield. Not the best offensive line unit, but I think Tua has enough weapons to get it done. Even though they're facing a really good Patriots defense, I think the Dolphins have more than the Patriots do offensively to win this football game. Oh, jeez. Moving on. Baltimore Ravens taking on the Jets. Baltimore minus seven. Uh, Really nothing to say here. Uh, Ravens going to win. Next up. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Washington Commanders. Washington, minus two and a half. Give me Jacksonville. The Jaguars are going to be a solid team this year. I like Trevor Lawrence. You know, he didn't have the best rookie season. But he was also playing under Urban Meyer, so nothing really counts about last season. Uh, His number one receiver is Christian Kirk. Yes, he's getting Travis Etienne back. They also got Brian Robinson in the backfield. Um, they, They brought in, you know, Brandon Sheriff on the offensive line. And they have they the have number one pick on defense. Trayvon Walker. So, from Georgia. I think that kid's going to be really good. Um, and Washington has Carson Wentz, which is enough to lose you a football game. Cleveland Browns taking on the Carolina Panthers. Carolina's minus one and a half. Jacoby Brissett versus Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield revenge game. Give me the Browns. You know... The Browns are just gonna be they're gonna be okay until Deshaun Watson gets back. You know, defensively, the Browns are very, very good with Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward. Um, and, and they have a really good offensive line. They have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield, Amari Cooper at wide receiver. I think that's enough for Jacoby Brissett. He doesn't have to do a whole lot, you know. Nick Chubb, people are down on him. I don't know why. Nick Chubb's a really good football player. Uh, he's not the best running back in the league, obviously. I'm not saying that. Um, but Nick Chubb's going to be really good this season. Um, and he's going to ball out against, yes, the Panthers have a good defense. Um, but the Panthers also have a bad offensive line. And they do have good receiving weapons. Christian McCaffrey's going to be healthy for this game. Um, but I'm going to take the Browns You know, in a Baker Mayfield revenge game. Next up, we got the Colts heading down to Houston to take on the, the Texans. Indy minus seven. I'm going to take the Colts here. Uh, Texans are bad. Uh, next up, we got the Giants heading to Tennessee. Tennessee is minus five and a half. Um, I'm going to take the Giants. I don't think the Giants are going to be a good team. Um, I think the Titans are going to be good. But just give me the Giants. I mean, why not? You know, first game. For their new head coach Brian Dable, Um, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. Um, I don't know. The Titans don't really have a whole lot besides Derrick Henry on offense, Um, and Ryan Tannehill is not that good of a quarterback. Um, But neither is Daniel Jones, so we'll just say the Giants win this football game uh, in Tennessee. This will be a good one as well. You got the divisional games here. The Green Bay Packers taking on the Minnesota Vikings in. Minnesota, Green Bay's favored minus one and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the Packers. I think the Packers, you know, yes, they lost Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers, best receiving target. Someone say his only receiving target, but um, it's Aaron Rodgers, man. Two, two-time 2 back-to-back MVP. And I think the Vikings are going to be really, really good football team this year. Offensively, they're going to be improved with a new head coach. Um, Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen on that team. Um, excuse me, but uh, you know, it's week one. Give me the Packers against the Vikings. Another great game right here. You got the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Cardinals in Arizona, minus six and a half for the Chiefs. I'm gonna take the Chiefs in this game. All right. I mean, the Cardinals are without DeAndre Hopkins. It's gonna be the first game for Hollywood Brown with Kyler Murray um, but the Cardinals defense you know has some questions on it and JJ Watts there but JJ Watts not the same player he was uh, ten years ago or however long ago you know, seems like he's been in the league forever um, but on the Chiefs side of the ball there's a lot of question marks around the Chiefs for the only reason being that they lost Tyra Hill you know some people on the national media are saying that the Chiefs are gonna the Chiefs Win the division? Can the Chiefs make the playoffs without Tyreek Hill? Uh, duh. Yes, they have Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback, second best quarterback, top three quarterback in football. They still have Travis Kelsey, who's the number one target for Patrick Mahomes, and the receiving weapons are still really good. Juju Smith-Schuster is gonna have a really good season. He has a really, he has the best quarterback. Finally, he's a really good quarterback. They brought in uh, Marquez Valles, Scanling. They drafted Sky Moore. They still have Nicole Hardman. Clyde was a layer in the backfield. I think he's going to have a better season than he did last year. And the Chiefs have a good offensive line. Obviously, the Chiefs' defense has a lot of holes, um, a lot of a lot of a lot of holes. But Patrick Mahomes is enough to win football games. I don't know why people are saying the Chiefs can't make the playoffs or can't win the division, but in terms of taking on the Cardinals week one, I think the Chiefs got that one all locked up. Three more games here in week one of the NFL season. This is a real good one. Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Chargers in L.A. Chargers minus three. These AFC West, West games, you know, these interdivision games, are going to be super, super hard to pick. It's all four of the teams in the AFC West are going to be really, really good football teams this year. Um, You know, the Raiders have the best receiver in the game, Devontae Adams. It's got Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, and Josh Jacobs on that offense to to go along with Derek Carr. And then the Chargers have Justin Herbert, MVP candidate, Austin Eckler, a very good running back, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, fantastic wide receiver duo, and an incredible offensive line to go along with a head coach. Second-year head coach is going to be better than he was last year. And the Chargers defense is going to be good this year with guys like Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack on the edge and J.C. Jackson and Derwin James in the uh, in the back, you know, uh, up top. Those guys are going to be incredible. This Chargers team is going to be really, really good. And I'm going to pick them to beat my Raiders. All right? I'm not going to just stay biased. I'm not going to beat the Raiders every single game. I think the Chargers are going to win week one. They're going to set the precedent. Uh, For their season they're gonna come out the gates swinging on offense, you know, Justin Herbert Had him on my fantasy team one of my fantasy teams last year Um, He's gonna ball out I think in this game, you know He'll probably throw for like three or four touchdowns with at least one interception. That's kind of what he does Um, He's still a great player. It's gonna be a really really good game You know the last the last game the Chargers played was against the Raiders. So I think they're gonna come out with with revenge And they're going to take week one against the Raiders. And then Sunday night football is going to be Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Dallas Cowboys. Tampa minus two and a half. And Tom Brady's first game back from retirement from his 30, 50-day retirement, however long it was. Tom Brady was retired for like two minutes. Um, Then he decided to come back and play football. I'm going to take take the Buccaneers because they are a better football team they have the best quarterback in football Uh, yes he's 45 but he's Tom Brady they have incredible amount of receiving weapons Mike Evans Chris Godwin uh, oh my god what's his name Scotty Miller Julio freaking Jones Leonard Fournette in the backfield uh, yes, they don't have. They lost Ryan Jensen and they lost Tristan Wirfs on the offensive line, but the Cowboys also lost stuff on the offensive line. And you know the Cowboys—they don't have Amari Cooper. They do have CeeDee Lamb, who's an incredible receiver. Um, but the Buccaneers are a better team, and they're going to win this game. And then finally, last game of Week One, you have the Broncos taking on the Seahawks in Seattle. Bron- the Broncos are minus six and a half. And they're gonna win this game. Russell Wilson's first game back in Seattle on Week One. What a incredible way to open up! You're playing for the team that you you're playing against the team you've always played for in their city. Uh, week One. Yeah, you know, the Broncos are gonna be a pretty solid team this year, and the Seahawks they don't have a lot going for them. So I think it's an easy win for the Broncos. As we wrap up our Week One picks for this season. man, dude, it is really hard to talk this much and be the only person on the podcast. It's so much better to have a co-host because I can stop talking for a few minutes. But anyways, those are my week one picks for the NFL season. Um, We're going to do this every week. You know, the podcast is going to be coming out more consistently and we're going to give our picks every single week. Uh, we're also going to recap every single week, so stay tuned. You know, Make sure you are subscribed or um, following the podcast um, on all platforms. Finally, last thing of the episode. Actually, I think there's going to be another thing because I just remembered I had something else right now. But uh, we're going to give the NFL standing predictions for every division of every team worst to first. I'm going to start things off here. With the AFC East, I have the Bills winning that division. Then I have the Dolphins, Patriots, and New York Jets finishing last. And the Bills are going to be an incredible team. Um, they're the only team from this division I have making the playoffs. Yes, the Dolphins are a very good team. Uh, yes, they have you know uh, two you know they have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, but you know Tua. I mean, the Dolphins won nine games last season. They went nine and eight. Um, I think they're gonna, you know, go nine and eight, ten and seven this next season. But ultimately, I think there's two there's there's better teams in the other divisions. Um, same thing with the Patriots offensively. I don't like them. Um, their receiving weapons are like who when you hear them. Um, they're gonna have a great defense. The Patriots always do. Yes, Bill Belichick's head coach. So can't really count them out but I'm counting them out um so they'll prove me wrong when we look back at this tape in January and the Jets Zach Wilson's injured Joe Flacco starting I like what they did in the draft I really really do um especially um getting um what what is it was it Jermaine Johnson I think that was his name I'm totally blanking on his name um But when I was watching the draft, I was so surprised that he fell and the Jets got him with one of their three first-round picks. The Jets had a great draft, um, but just because you have a great draft doesn't mean you're going to have a great season. Um, Moving on to the AFC North. I have the Bengals winning that division, followed by the Ravens, Browns, and Steelers. The only teams from this this division making the playoffs are the Bengals and Ravens. Um, A lot of people. Are counting out the the Bengals of winning this division or even making the playoffs. But, like, they just went to the Super Bowl. They just won the conference. You know, they're a really good team. Joe Burrow's only going to get better. Jamar Chase is only going to get better. T. Higgins is only going to get better. Their O-line's only going to get better. This whole team is only going to get better year after year. Um, when it comes to the Ravens, I think they're going to have a very, very good bounce-back year. Lamar Jackson's going to prove why he's a really good quarterback, um, why he was league MVP, why he should get paid big bucks from Baltimore. They have Rashawn Bateman coming back, uh, and J.K. Dobbins. Also, Mark Andrews, a top three, four tight end uh, on that team. And they have a really solid defense. You know, Kyle Hamilton, they drafted. Yeah. Um, So I think the Ravens, you know, they're going to be a wild-card team. Uh, And then when you look at these other two teams here, you got the Browns. Um, I think they could be good next year. But Deshaun Watson being suspended for 11 games, 12 weeks. um, You know, Jacoby Brissett's going to hold it down. Like I said, I think they're going to be okay by the time Watson comes back. But I I don't think it will be enough to, to put them into the playoffs. And then the Steelers, they just have Mitchell Trubisky. I like Kenny Pickett. I think he's going to be a solid player. He could be like Kirk Cousins, maybe. Um, he's. I don't think he's going to be a superstar. He's not going to be a game changer. Um, Najee Harris is insane. He's going to be a top five running back at the end of the season, if he's not already. Um, Deontay Johnson's a very underrated by receiver, uh, but the offensive line is very weak, and I just don't think they have enough talent on their roster to compete with the other teams in their division. Moving on to the AFC South, I have the Colts winning it, followed by the Titans, Jaguars, and Texans. Colts only team from the division making the playoffs. Um, last year they should have made the playoffs, but they lost in Jacksonville the last week of the season. But that was with Carson Wentz, and uh, they have Matt Ryan now. Matt Ryan's a winner and MVP. He's not the best quarterback in the world. He's not as best as he used to be, but he is better than Carson Wentz. And they have the best O line in football. They have the best running back in football, and Jonathan Taylor. They have a very good young wide receiver, and Pittman Jr. And that that defense for the Colts, man, it's going to be a really really good unit. Uh, I like Frank Reich as a head coach as well. The Titans, I have finished finishing second, and I think this team's going to finish, you know, like eight eight or nine wins, um, as low as seven, as high as nine. You know, Ryan Tannehill's there. He didn't have the best year last year. Uh, They lost their wide receiver weapon of A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. They brought in um, Robert Woods, who's coming off of an ACL injury. And, uh, you know, they do have Derrick Henry. And if you ask some people, some people are very high on Derrick Henry. In fact, some people that I know are so high on Derrick Henry they were saying if they have the number one pick in fantasy, they'd take Derrick Henry. They've convinced everyone that in my in my friend group that Derrick Henry is that guy. Um, I think Derrick Henry's gonna have some regression. You know, he's an, he's getting up there in age. He's not like super old, but there's an age once you become a running back where you start to slow things down. Um, Derrick Henry could very well prove me wrong. And I would love to see that. I love players to be good. I don't want players to suck. But at some point, you know, I think Derrick Henry is going to start slowing down. I still think he's going to be a really good player. I don't think he's going to suck this year. But he's coming off an injury um, last season. I just don't think the Titans have enough. Their defense sucks. And offensively, they just don't have enough besides Derrick Henry to uh, make the playoffs and win enough games. The Jaguars are going to be very much improved this season after winning three games last year and having the number one overall pick. Jacksonville is going to finish with probably seven wins. Trevor Lawrence is him. He's gonna prove why he's that guy, why he was the number one overall pick two years ago. Uh, They have a real head coach in um, um, Doug Peterson, a Super Bowl winning head coach. And they're gonna have a, a pretty decent defensive unit. Uh, once again, I think the Jaguars going to win like six or seven games, and then finally have the Texans in fourth place because they suck. Looking around at their team, I mean, their head coach isn't the best hire. Is an interesting hire. Um, I mean, what do they have going on for them? Damien Pierce, Davis Mills is mid at best, um, and yeah, and then finally with the AFC. The last division in this conference, and this is the super division. This is a division where every team in this division could possibly make the playoffs. But if you've been counting along, you'll know that I have one of these teams missing it. So, I have the Chiefs winning the division, followed by the Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos. Chiefs, Chargers, and Raiders are all making the playoffs. The Broncos are going to miss out. I think they'll miss out by like a game or two max. Um, I think the Broncos will be really, really good. You know, they'll be good this year. They'll be good next year. They have a good quarterback in Russell Wilson. Top 10 quarterback, top six. <clears throat> oh, my God, dude. This is getting so tough. Um, They have a very good defensive unit. Uh, nice weapons. But ultimately, I just think these three other teams are just, you know, a few steps ahead of them. The Chiefs, like I said, people doubting on them because they lost Tyree Kill, but they still have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. The Chargers are very much more improved on all aspects of the game, and the Raiders have the best receiver in football. Um, the thing with the Raiders is they're really good in some positions, and then they're really bad in others. You know, The Raiders are, have a really good pass rush, but they have a really bad secondary. The Raiders have a very bad offensive line. So you know their season, the Raiders are the team, their season can go like this or it can go like this. Um, And I'm thinking it's going to go like this. Not just because I'm a Raiders fan, but, you know, because I'm a Raiders fan. So that's my AFC. Um, If I was to put, you know, seeding on it, I think the Bills are going to finish as the one seed. Then the Chiefs, Bengals, and Colts, all top four seeds. Then I think it's going to be the Chargers, Ravens, and Raiders as your five, six, and seven seeds in the playoffs. Finally... The NFC, beginning with NFC East, I got the Eagles finishing first, followed by Dallas, Washington, and then the New York football Giants finishing last. Um, Starting with the Giants, they suck. (laughs) They are really, really bad. Um, Saquon Barkley hopefully is healthy this season. He had a really, really good rookie season. And in the past two years has been unable to stay healthy and stay on the field. Uh, The Giants have a bad offensive line. Their receiving weapons aren't much. You know, Kadarius Tony's a good player, but Kenny Galladay's overpaid. Defensively, the Giants have nothing. And Daniel Jones is not a quarterback that I would want on my team. So, um, he's not good. Uh, Washington's in third place because Carson Wentz is their quarterback. I don't think he's good. You know, there's always, like, people like Dan Orlovsky on ESPN that try to defend him. Um, though I think that's stopped because we realize that Carson Wentz not good anymore. It's not him. Um, Defensively, the 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 commanders will be good. You know, I love Terry McLaurin. That'll be fun. But they just don't have enough. The Cowboys. Are gonna finish second. I do have them making the playoffs. Um, As a wild card team, they're not going to win the division because they have lost some defense some pieces on defense. They lost a, a. their entire offensive line is like injured and rookies so that sucks um, yeah they have Dak Prescott who's very good they have two nice backs and Zeke and Tony Pollard and then CD lamb Dalton Schultz and Michael Gallup later on in the season um, you know that's a good enough team to and Michael Parsons on defense what a dog um, but ultimately you know I don't think this team has enough to win the division there will be a playoff team uh, but the Eagles, you know, the Eagles are going to win this division. I think they're just insanely talented roster. Um, Jalen Hurts is going to be an incredible quarterback, not just with his legs, but also also um, with his arm. You know, AJ Brown and Devonte Smith as your receiving weapons are are very, very, very good. Um, and they'll they'll have a nice run game. They have a great defense. Uh, so I have the Eagles and Cowboys making the playoffs in this division. Moving on to the NFC North. And uh, who do we have here in this one? We have the Green Bay Packers winning it, followed by the Vikings, Lions, and Bears. Packers and Vikings making the playoffs in the division. You know, the Packers lost Devonte Adams. Uh, and people are writing them off, which is fair. You know, they don't have many receivers on the roster that you look at and say, this guy's going to be a game changer for Aaron Rodgers. Um, But, you know, Alan Lazard's there. He's solid. They got A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. They have a nice offensive line with David Bakhtiari looking to play week one, but he will come back this season after really not playing at all last year. Um, And defensively, the Packers are, are a top 10 defense in the league. You know, Jair Alexander, um, some guys on the offense, uh, the defensive line, that are just incredible, stud, stud performers, um, and Aaron Rodgers. At the end of the day, is a top three quarterback and is game changer. Uh, number two, making a wild card, making a wild card spot. I have the Minnesota Vikings. And this is a team I've seen a lot of people put as a potential division winner. I would not put that past them. You know, they have a very they have a new head coach in kevin o'connell who compared to mike zimmer should be miles ahead miles better than um than zimmer was uh, Kirk kurt cousins is not the best quarterback in the world kurt cousins is personally the definition of mid um you know there's a very bad rap on the definition of mid people think mid means bad but mid is mid Um, If I wanted to call Kirk Cousins bad, I would call him bad, but Kirk Cousins is mid-average Joe quarterback, but I think that's enough. When you have the weapons of Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson who is a top three wide receiver in football. Yeah, top three, I said it. Justin Jefferson is a dog. And you have Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Defensively, this team is very, very good too. You know, the Vikings are going to be a good team this year. They could very well win the division. Uh, I don't See that happening, but I, I wouldn't put it past them. And then rounding it out, I have the Lions and the Bears. The Bears are going to suck. Um, to be honest, I don't see a game that the Bears can win. They'll probably win a game or two, but I can't see them physically winning a game. Um, I feel bad for Justin Fields because he's going to, um, you know, he's going to be like this. He's going to be like this. He's going go snap the ball, right? He's going to have one second to look, and then he's just going to get sacked. Because his offensive line is just garbage. Uh, He's going to probably get sacked a million times. Um, There's no offensive weapons besides uh, Darnell Mooney uh, for them. And defensively, this team is very, very bad, too. They do have a new head coach, but that's not enough to save them. And the Lions I have finishing third, I I love Dan Campbell. Coach. He's a, a incredible coach. Um, Jamison Williams is was the best receiver in the draft. Uh, unfortunately, you know, he tore his ACL last year. Uh, but he'll be good. Jared Goff is mid. Um, <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson, the number two overall pick is going to be a, a a good player. But uh the, the Lions defense sucks. So that's what's going to hold them back. Also, TJ Hawkinson's a really good player as well. Don't want to forget about him. Uh, moving on to the NFC South, I have the Buccaneers winning it, followed by the Saints, Panthers, and Falcons. I got the Bucks and the Saints both making the postseason. I mean, I, I said it earlier: the Buccaneers are are just a crazy team. You know, Tom Brady, Ryan Jensen, Tristan Wirfs, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, Julio freaking Jones. Don't forget about him. You know, on defense, they got Shaq Barrett. Um, they have, you know, uh, just a... And they have a new head coach, Todd Bowles, defensive-minded head coach. Um, really, this is probably one of the weaker divisions in football. Um, so I think it's the Buccaneers' division to lose. Um, and then the Saints, you know, I have the Saints also making the playoffs. Um, some people put them as winning the division, which, you know, is possible. Uh, I would find it shocking if that was to happen Um, because Jameis Winston is he's not the best quarterback in the game, but he definitely proved at times last season that he's capable of being a quality starter. They have Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, and Alvin Kamara on that offense, which is going to be very, very nice uh, for Jameis. And then defensively, the Saints are going to be a top five defense in football this upcoming season. Um, and then I have the Panthers and the Falcons. Both teams missing the playoffs. Both teams are are bad um, on the bad scale. The Panthers are this bad. Well, I don't know. Is this is this, is lower or worse or is higher or worse? I don't know. Um, we'll just say like the Falcons are really bad, and then the Panthers are like bad. Um, so yeah. And then finally, last division in the NFC, we have the NFC West. Uh, Probably the best division in in the NFC, at least. Um, I have the Rams winning it, followed by the Niners, Cardinals, and Seahawks. Rams and Niners making the playoffs, Cardinals just missing out, and Seahawks finishing dead last, winning probably like two or three games. Um, The Niners and Cardinals, you know, you could flip off those teams. It's really tough to see how Trey Lance is going to play. But, you know, defensively for the 49ers, they're going to be insane gonna be a top five defense probably this next season Debo Samuel great player Uh, Elijah Mitchell in the backfield Brendan Ayuk is uh, um, but George Kittle is a very very good tight end and they have the best offensive lineman in football in Trent Williams Um, at least the best tackle in football Trent Williams Um, and they have a very good head coach as well so you know when you look at the Niners it's iffy to see what they're going to be just because of Trey Lance. You don't know what he is going to become. Um, but I'm thinking he's going to be a pretty solid player. I'm not saying he's going to win an MVP, but I think he's going to do just enough um, at least. I think they're going to be second. And the Cardinals, you know, they can very well make the playoffs. Uh, they have a solid O-line. They have some nice receiving weapons, especially when Hopkins comes back. And Kyler Murray's a very, very good player. Um, but defensively, there's some questions for them. And then finally, the Seahawks, um, they just suck. Like, yeah, they're bad. Um, Horrible offensive line. Um, They have (laughs) good receivers. uh, DK Metcalf had a it, but, uh, you know, they're paying Jamal Adams a lot of money as a safety when he um, doesn't really do anything, you know, it's not a good safety. Like, safety-wise, he's not a safety. Like, he doesn't do anything. Um... But yeah, those are my standings predictions. Um, once again, the teams making the playoffs in the NFC are the Rams, Niners. Uh, well, division winners are the Rams, Packers, Bucks, and Eagles with the Niners, Vikings, Saints, and Cowboys making the postseason. Um, if I was to you know, put seeds on these, I think the Rams are going to finish the 1, Packers 2, Bucks 3, Eagles 4, followed by the Cowboys, Vikings, and Niners. So, that is probably going to be the episode. You know, I was considering giving a top 10 quarterback's ranking, which I'm really considering it right now, but my voice hurts really freaking bad. Um... So I think we're going to save this um, for a future episode. You know, um, I could have done this a few weeks ago or in the offseason, um, but I didn't I decide to hold off on it. Um, yeah, but that'll be fun to do. Um, all right. You know, I think that's really all there is to talk about in this episode. You know, we went over, um, starting from the top, we went over Donovan Mitchell to the Cavaliers, what that means for the Cavs, as well as the, uh, some other teams around the league. Um, the Braves and the Mets, you know, tied for the division lead. Shohei Ohtani and Aaron Judge MVP race. Why both those players are insane, but ultimately Aaron Judge probably is going to win MVP. You know, college football recap from week one. Gave my top ten teams heading into week two, and then I also picked every single game heading into week one, as well as my final standings predictions for the end of the twenty twenty two season. I guess while we're here, um, I'll get my NFL MVP pick. This is tough. Um, it's probably going to be, I mean, odds are, as a quarterback, um, you know, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, all those guys, you know, possible, you know, the possibility of being league MVP. Um, I'm going to give it to Josh Allen. I think the Bills are going to be really, really good this season. Um, I think they could go to the Super Bowl. And, you know, I think Josh Allen's going to ball out. You, I mean, you look at what he did last season, which I have these stats right next to me. I mean, last year he threw for 4,400 yards, 36 touchdowns, three completion percentage. Um, I think he could throw for well near 5,000 yards with maybe 40-plus touchdowns. Um, and I think that's enough to win an, M- an MVP. I mean, Aaron Rodgers last year only put up 4,100 yards with 37 touchdowns um, and won MVP. And some guy named Tom Brady put up 5,000 yards with the most touchdowns in football and didn't win MVP. But, anyways, I think um, Josh Allen's going to win MVP. Defensive player of the year, um, I'm going to go with Aaron, Don- uh, not Aaron Donald, I'm going to go with Miles Garrett. Um, he's going to be incredible. Uh, either Miles Garrett or T.J. Watt are going to win the Defensive Player of the Year, at least. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year. I'm going to give that one to. Um, I'm going to give that to Chris Olave down in New Orleans. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year. We're going to give that to Trayvon Walker out in Jacksonville. And then Coach of the Year. Uh, Brandon Staley of the Chargers is going to win Coach of the Year. Um, you know, I could also see a guy like Nick Sirianni out in Philadelphia becoming that. And taking that award. But uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. This episode's over an hour long. Um, yeah, it'd be fun to do my top 10 quarterbacks and talk about some other things that have happened in recent weeks. Um, but we can just save those for later. You know, we could talk about the Angels being up for sale in the future episode, um, KD coming back in the theater. There's going to be more episodes to come in recent weeks, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about. But uh, that's going to. Uh, um, Jeez, oh, that's gonna wrap it up for today's episode of the franchise. Once again, it is is available on YouTube, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts. Thing is on Google Podcasts. If you're using that, um, that's crazy. If you're using that, um, follow the Instagram. The, the podcast Instagram, my personal Instagram. Um, and yeah, I me mean, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. It was uh, very fun to do this again. I'll be more act. I'll be very, very more active as we are into the football season, heading into uh, MLB postseason. NBA is going to start up soon. Great time in sports. You know, the dog days of summer are very, very hard to cover sports because it's just fo- uh, just baseball. Um, but you know, football starting, basketball starting, baseball is nearing its end. A lot of stuff to talk about, and that's going to wrap it up for this episode. And I'll catch you guys in the next one.